Is your money not sure what to do with itself right now? At Ally, they'll help it save for the future with their smart savings tools. Bucket your money for the things that matter most. Analyze your spending and save automatically. All on top of a competitive rate. For all things money, you deserve an Ally. Visit ally.com slash savings for more info. Ally, do it right. Ally Bank, member FDIC. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. Here we are in late June, and of course there is still no Major League Baseball, although now it looks like maybe there will be. Maybe it's more likely there will be than there won't be. In the meantime, we can talk about baseball history all day long with our next guest. His new book is The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Yankees. And he's been covering the Yankees, man, for a long time. Peter Body of the New York Post. Peter, thank you for being with us. Uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Peter, before we get to the book, um, the latest news is there will be baseball. We're speaking here on Wednesday, June 24th at approximately 2.48 Eastern Daylight Savings Time. What are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I mean, as we've kind of ridden this roller coaster now for these, for these last several weeks uh, with the um, with, you know, with, with the, the, the whole labor situation, um, there were times where I thought we were definitely going to uh, get an agreement done. And then there were times where I thought they weren't. Um, so now, I mean, obviously it's encouraging these last couple of days. Um, and, you know, the fact that, that they're going to open uh, camps uh, next week, I, I mean, that's great. But now we have to kind of see where the virus is going to take us. Um, you know, we'll see when these players return to their camps and they all get tested and we'll see, you know, what the numbers show. Um, because I, I still think there's a lot of uncertainty before they actually start playing games a month from now. No doubt. We're speaking again with Peter Body of the New York Post. His new book is The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Yankees. Um, and of course, I, I've always wondered from the perspective of somebody who, who covers baseball the way you cover it every day. It's a 365-day-a-year job now in a way that it wasn't generations ago. But so much about what uh, you, you've had to cover – over the last 20 years is baseball, but not on the field stuff. Um, you know, whether it's the steroids era and how we assess the achievements of those who are playing in that era, or now what we're talking about, you know, as a nation and a world, of course, you have to deal with in the context of baseball, the pandemic. Um, this isn't necessarily the stuff you signed up for when you wanted to be a baseball writer, was it? Well, absolutely. And, you know, I covered the Yankees in the late 90s when George Steinbrenner was still kind of in his in his heyday. And I always felt like sometimes covering the games, even then, um, were secondary to some of the periphery stuff going on, you know, going on with Steinbrenner and with the Yankees. Um, so I feel like that prepared you for some of it. But, but that's really kind of grown exponentially, as you said, the last 20 years. Um, once the once the steroid era hit, um, you know, PEDs were were a and I was at the daily news at the time and it was a, it was such a big part of what we were covering and, and it really kind of drove our coverage um, for a long time. Uh, so, uh, you know, you had to, you kind of had to adapt to that and you're right. Uh, sometimes the, the games actually seem secondary to the other stuff that's going on. And now with the pandemic, I mean, whatever, whatever comes of this 60 game season, if it's played or not, I mean, I, I feel like there's so much other 
there are so much other important things to to write about and to cover in relation to, you know, the way baseball is being covered that, um, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely much different than it was, uh, you know, decades ago. We're speaking with Peter Boddy, the longtime baseball writer based in New York. And it feels weird calling you one of the veterans and one of the longtime guys, which of course you are, because I feel like we're like the same age and we've seen each other in press boxes for like 30 years and we can't be the old guys yet. But I think, um, that's where, that's, that's, I guess it's not a sad thing. It's a good thing. That's where we are now. The book is The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Yankees. And I have to say, um, you know, you get to write this book and it's a book in a series, including some other teams. It's a little easier writing this book than say the same book about, I don't know, with all due respect, the Texas Rangers. Right, Peter? It's, it's an opposite, uh, challenge, you know, for each side, you know, teams like, like you mentioned the Rangers or, you know, like uh, a team like the Minnesota twins or something like that, you might have to stretch out to find 50 moments <laughs> and figures right. that deserve their own chapters with the Yankees. The, the, the daunting challenge was narrowing it down to 50. Um, you know, they, they won 27 championships, dozens of hall of famers, numerous incredible moments, you know, that really transcend the game. Um, so that was the, that was the hardest part. What I decided to do when I, when I took on the challenge of doing the book was, um, I, the only way I could do it and, and cover as much ground as possible was I had to kind of put all of, say, Babe Ruth's moments into one chapter, and that's chapter one. You know, Derek Jeter, I probably could have written 10 different chapters on, but I, I put all of his moments into one chapter. And even some of the World Series years, I had to combine them uh, into into their own chapters. You know, the four in a row, the four titles in a row from 1936 to 1939, the five titles in a row from 1949 to 1953. Like, I made those each an individual chapter instead of I couldn't do I couldn't do a separate chapter on all 27 championships obviously this of course is what we call an embarrassment of riches it would be hard finding 50 of the greatest moments and players in Yankees history I mean there's so many guys um one of my favorite uh stats regarding um putting in perspective the greatness of the Yankees I think there there are now what is it there are going to be nine guys in the hall of fame who played every single game of their careers for the Yankees. I mean, which is just, you know, it never, and so you got, you got those guys, you got Gehrig, Ford, DiMaggio, Mantle, Coombs, Dickey, Rizzuto, uh, Rivera, and Jeter. Okay. And, and, and then you've got two guys, Yogi Berra played four games for another team, the Mets. And, and even better than that, Lefty Gomez, most people are played one game for the Washington Senators. <laughs> that that was that was it. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, in those days there wasn't as much movement, but nowadays the fact that Jeter and Mariano played their whole careers with the Yankees is is I think significant because you don't see that as much. You know, you you have so many players now going into the Hall of Fame that have played for six, seven teams, and you have to decide what hat to put on them. You know, on their plaque and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Yankee history is, is filled with guys who were career Yankees and, you know, and some of the biggest names. I mean, when you think of like, you know, people, I always, I always say that, you know, people talk about the Mount Rushmore of the Yankees and it's always obviously Ruth Gehrig, DiMaggio and Mantle, but the Yankees second Mount Rushmore, if you, if you will, of Berra, Berra, Whitey, Jeter and Rivera would beat most teams. Uh, you know, would be, would be a better Mount Rushmore than, than most teams in baseball. Let me ask you, and we're speaking with Peter Boddy of the New York Post. His new book is The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Yankees. Um, 
And, you know, we know the big names. We talked about the big names. Who do you consider? And nobody ever thinks of Yankees as being underrated because the Yankees get so much attention, et cetera. But who is the most underrated of the great Yankees or just the most underrated Yankee? Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. There are Hall of Famers um, that I didn't even, you know, that I I didn't even give, uh, you know, uh, give chapters to in my book. You know, guys like Earl Combs and Joe Gordon and, and Lefty Gomez, as you mentioned, and, you know, even more recent guys like Mike Mussina. Um, you know, there are guys who, um, you know, who I didn't even get to really in the book. I mentioned them in, I obviously, co- you know, covered them in chapters about certain World Series years or whatever, but there were so many great players in Yankee history. I, I think one of the more underrated guys from the recent years is Bernie Williams. Um, I, I always felt like he, I always felt like he deserved to be on that you know, on that masthead of the core four, I actually always thought it should have been five guys. I know Bernie got there earlier than the other four and, and left earlier and wasn't on the 2009 World Series team. But I always felt like without Bernie, you know, Bernie was really the test case for the Yankees holding on to their prospects and letting them kind of flourish and, and go through the growing pains, you know, at the, you know, in the Bronx. Um, you know, we, we all know the, the litany of names in the 80s, right, that George Steinbrenner traded away. Uh, you know, the Drabecks and the Fred McGriffs and, and Jay Buhner and, and on and on. Um, and Bernie was really the first guy that Stick Michael, um, while George was on suspension, you know, kind of really made it, went to bat for. And, and, and him and, you know, Stick and Buck Showalter, who was a manager at the time, really kind of let Bernie grow into that, you know, into that role uh, as, as one of the great, you know, really one of the great center fielders in Yankee history. I mean, obviously he's not Mantle or DiMaggio, but I think he's probably, he might be, you know, right behind those guys. And, He's as important to that Yankee dynasty in the '90s as any of the any of the core four or any of the other kind of veteran players on those teams, and I, I feel like I always felt like he should be listed among, you know, they should have named, named it the Fab Five or something else, uh, you know. But but I felt like that Bernie should always be listed alongside those other four guys. Let me ask you, put you on the spot before we let you go, Peter. And again, we're speaking with Peter Body, the longtime baseball writer. We had somebody on the show not long ago making the Hall of Fame case. We've heard it before for Roger Maris. This wasn't about Roger Maris. This was about Thurman Munson. Where do you stand on a Hall of Fame case for Thurman? When I first heard it, I was like, love Thurman Munson. A uh, big part of my youth, as he was for all kids in that era, in the New York era who, area who were fans. But he I, I never thought of him, honestly, as a Hall of Famer. But when you look at it, you might come away with a different opinion. What are your thoughts? And I feel like that position is very underrepresented uh, in Cooperstown. Um, I always felt that Ted Simmons was a guy who should have gotten in, and he went in on the Veterans Committee. So I'm hoping that Thurman, within these next several years, um, the, ne- the next time he's eligible to be uh, considered, I-, I really hope that he does get considered. Because, I mean, he was a contemporary of Carlton Fisk. Uh, Carlton Fisk played an extra... 10 years after Thurman Munson passed away or something, you know, something to that effect. And, you know, so his overall numbers, uh, home run totals, et cetera, uh, stand out above, you know, above Munson. But I don't think there are many people that would say, uh, would tell you that, that Fisk was a, was a significantly better player than, than Munson when they were both playing. So for me, I feel like, I feel like Thurman with his, you know, when you combine everything, the leadership, the, the MVP, the, you know, the, his ability to throw runners out. I mean, he was literally, uh, you know, he was one of the top players in the American league. And I, I, I feel like at this point, um, you know, now that they've, now that they put the veterans committee, put Ted Simmons in, I think, I think Thurman Munson should get looked at much stronger. And I'm surprised he didn't do better 
uh, in this last go around in the voting. Well, in the absence of actual Yankees games, at least for the moment, uh, there is nothing better than digging into Yankees history, Peter Bodies, the Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Yankees the perfect antidote to your lack of baseball blues. Peter, thank you so much for being with us here on the show. Thanks, Jeremy. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the thrill of the revving engine and pure adrenaline of flying down the highway to the confidence of knowing that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service. But Ari Snyder has one reason in particular. I have extremely large upper arms. They won't even fit into most shirts. Thankfully, biking really embraces vest culture, so I feel accepted. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.